0: This is The Catholic Life Coach with Jenny Gwen. This podcast is designed to share powerful life coaching concepts through the lens of scripture, church teachings, and the lives of the saints. My goal is to equip and encourage you to live a happy, healthy, holy life so that you can be the light of Christ for those around you. Hey, friends, welcome back to my podcast. Today, we are going to talk about change. When people come to me for Catholic Life Coaching, it is usually because there is something in their life that they want to change. There is something that they don't feel good about, but they aren't sure how to change or even what would make them feel better. Many times they are full of self-doubt and want to find more confidence. They are, sometimes they are overwhelmed with work, family life, and the world's expectations and just want more peace and joy in their lives. Many times they love their vocation as a teacher, a nurse, or a mom, but yet they are always exhausted and close to burnout. They are searching for ways to find joy in their daily life. They have a habit that they've tried to change over and over, but they always find themselves in the same place where they started. Now, in all of these situations, my clients are seeking a change, but what exactly does that mean? I'm going to share with you what the dictionary defines as a change. Change as a verb means to make someone or something different, to alter or modify, or to replace something with something else, especially something of the same kind that is newer or better. Change as a noun means the act or instance of making or becoming different. Now, All of these changes that my clients want to make seem very reasonable, right? They are all great changes to make, so why don't they just change? Well, you and I both know it isn't quite as simple as we hope for, no matter how much we desire the change. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you some obstacles that make changing difficult and give you three strategies that you can use to overcome them in order to create a life that you love. So, believe it or not, the first obstacle that holds you back from change is your brain. Your brain is wired to be efficient and to use the least amount of energy possible. The way that it does this is by creating paths for thoughts to be repeated over and over again unconsciously. Think about some of the actions you do each day that you don't consciously think about. Do you think about all of the steps as you brush your teeth? Like open the drawer, take out the tube, unscrew the top, squeeze toothpaste on toothbrush, brush the top teeth, brush the back teeth, brush the bottom teeth, rinse? Do you get what I'm saying? I would say that most of us complete this task unconsciously. What about driving? Have you ever found that you can drive home from work or the grocery store and often arrive home without remembering the drive? You have lots of repetitive patterns like this in your life. This is great because it conserves your energy, but what about the habits or patterns that are on autopilot that may or may not be good for you? Now, the great news is that the automatic behaviors or actions can be changed. The obstacle to change is that it can take a lot of effort. I like to compare it to a car getting stuck in the mud or the sand. Several years ago, my husband and I went to St. Augustine Beach in Florida for our anniversary. We stayed on the beach and loved sitting on the balcony with a glass of wine, soaking up the sunshine and the ocean. Now, St. Augustine allows cars on the beach. This was new to us because we were used to going to the gulf beaches where cars aren't allowed. That week, our favorite pastime became watching people drive on the beach. Some people knew how to maneuver, but lots of people found themselves stuck in the sand. We noticed that the harder they tried to get out, the more stuck they got. The more they pushed on the gas, the tires would spin, creating deep ruts in the sand. Most people needed some type of assistance to get out. Sometimes all it took were a few people pushing the back of the car until they could gain traction, and other times it took a tow truck to hook up to them and pull them out. Now, your brain works in a similar way. You create ruts automatically when you do the same action over and over again. The ruts can become quite deep, so the path of least resistance is to just stay in them. The path of least resistance usually doesn't include change or going in a different direction. Your job is to determine which automatic actions benefit you and which ones you might need to push to create a different path. This is where change happens. Change requires more energy because you are creating a new path. Now, your brain's job is to conserve energy, avoid pain, and to seek pleasure. Making changes goes against the way that your brain is wired to work. Let me say that again. Making changes goes against the way that your brain is wired to work. Your brain's goal is to keep you moving in the same direction or in the same rut as a way to protect you. When you desire a different outcome but can't seem to make changes in that direction, it is so easy to think that something is wrong with you or that you don't have any willpower or strength to change. Now, the good news is that your brain is working perfectly. It is doing exactly what God created it to do, to conserve energy, avoid pain, and seek pleasure. The second obstacle is emotions. Many times the habit you want to change is covered with deep emotion. Think of it this way. The emotion is like the gas pedal that keeps the tires spinning in the sand, creating deeper and deeper ruts. Your brain likes the repetitive thoughts that lead to this routine action. Your brain thinks it is a way to keep you safe. Changes are uncertain. They require creating a new path with new thoughts. New thoughts create new emotions, which aren't always comfortable. Discomfort raises a red flag for your brain, so it goes into resistance mode. It is possible to say that your brain works against you if you aren't aware of how it works. Your brain wants you to stay in the same rut because it's familiar, comfortable, and easy. It will resist change even if that change is good for you. Are you beginning to understand why change is often difficult? St. Catherine of Siena said, Nothing great is ever achieved without much enduring. So here are three steps to help you create change. Number one is observation. What are the actions in your life that are on autopilot? As you go through your day, be aware of your actions. You've probably never thought about your actions before. Which things do you find yourself doing without much thought? Do you have actions that are creating deeper and deeper ruts? Do you like them? Why or why not? It is so easy to overlook the step, but it is crucial to have this awareness before you can make any changes. Number two, be willing to step into the desert. Going after the change you desire won't be easy, but Isaiah reminds us, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Over and over again, the scripture shows us how God gives strength and wisdom to those who are willing to follow him into the wilderness and forge a new path. We have the example of countless saints who encourage us on the journey. St. Francis says, Pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depends on you. The work he is referring to is being willing to endure discomfort as you create a new path. That means letting go of thoughts and beliefs that don't serve you in your life. Prayer is the push that you need to move you in the right direction, to move you out of the ruts. The task of change isn't comfortable, but joy is always an option in the process if you are open to it. Several years ago, I quit drinking Diet Cokes. If I have one now, they are few and far between. Now, there was a time that I cannot imagine my life and not drinking Diet Coke every day. The problem was that I found myself drinking Diet Coke pretty much all day. It was a habit that had deep ruts in my life. It was much easier to fill my cup with the bubbly drink than to convince myself that what my body really needed was water. Because Diet Coke tasted so good, it brought me pleasure. It didn't matter that I would drink them in the evening and have trouble sleeping. It didn't matter that everywhere I turned, I saw warnings about how horrible they were for my body. The fact that my husband tried to convince me that they were the worst thing I could drink didn't faze me either. I loved my Diet Coke, and the thought of giving them up seemed impossible. One year for Lent, I decided that I wanted to give up something that would challenge me to lean on my faith, but that would also change my life. After much prayer, I decided I was called to give up my beloved Diet Coke. It was really hard. I found myself forging a new path in the desert, and it was really tough. I'm not going to lie. I gave in a few times, but over time, it began to get easier and easier to pass them up. Now, this next step, the third step, is the reason that I can honestly say I don't drink Diet Cokes anymore. Step number three, don't give up. Researchers show that 80% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions by February. This is an indicator that most people step into the desert but aren't prepared for the journey. Remember, your brain wants to keep you safe by avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and conserving energy. All of these are a factor when you are striving for change. The key is to keep trying. Here's what happened in my brain as I quit drinking Diet Cokes. I had thoughts like, one Diet Coke won't matter. They really won't hurt me. There are worse things I could put in my body. I'll drink them today and start again tomorrow. You know, I could pick something else to give up for Lent. I had to counter these with new thoughts to create a different path in my brain. The new thoughts were, my body really needs water. Water is exactly what my body needs to thrive. I get a great night's sleep when I drink plenty of water. Today is a great day to begin. I made a commitment for Lent, and I'm going to stick with it. There was a time when I literally had an internal battle when I had to decide between a Diet Coke and a glass of water. After several years, the desire for Diet Coke is gone. I don't even think about wanting them anymore. And now I easily drink 75 to 100 ounces of water a day without any thought. I was able to create a new automatic path with a healthy result. Listening to this podcast, can you think of any changes that you want to make but are still a little hesitant? Do you recognize any thought patterns that are creating deep ruts in your life? Remember, awareness is the first step. I want to tell you about an amazing opportunity coming up in the Academy. Beginning in January, we are going to spend the first few months of the year being trailblazers. I'm going to help you get rid of the clutter that is holding you back from creating the changes you desire. Instead of being part of that 80% who gives up on themselves and their new year's resolutions by February, in the Academy, I will equip and encourage you to make the changes you desire. We are going to take a deep look at the clutter that has built up in your life. We will look at your mind to uncover the thoughts, beliefs, lies, or judgments that you need to get rid of so that you can move forward. We will look into your heart at the emotions you experience on a regular basis to uncover their roots so that you can release the ones you don't want and have more of the ones you desire. We will look at your spiritual life to see how the enemy keeps you stuck through prayer, inner healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation, you will be able to move forward to the authentic life God has called you to live. We will also examine the ruts created by the need for more and more material possessions. Part of decluttering will be to look at your home and see what you can let go of to create a space that you love. If you want to make 2022 your best year yet, Please go to my website to learn more or to sign up for the Academy. Go to catholiclifecoachacademy.com and click on the tab that says the Academy. All right, y'all. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and holy. For more information on Catholic Life Coaching, go to my website, catholiclifecoachacademy.com. Be sure to sign up for my weekly emails that are full of inspiration and ideas and to find out about upcoming events. The Academy is an online community of Catholic women just like you who are striving to live a happy, healthy, and holy life. In the Academy, you will find monthly workshops designed to help you create a life that you love by connecting on a deeper level with yourself, others, and in your faith. The Academy has a special focus on educators by helping them find joy in and out of the classroom. You will also find powerful coaching workshops to help you strengthen your marriage. To learn more, go to catholiclifecoachacademy.com. The music for this podcast is brought to you by The Vigil Project. They make music for the Catholic journey. To learn more about their ministry and to listen to more of their music, visit their website at thevigilproject.com.